What to do, baby? Hi, Miss Nessie. Hi, Kiwi. How are you? I'm just, there's just, you know, there's so much going on in your life all at once. I hear you. And people know that you have all of this going on. And no one is like, very few people are trying to lighten your load. If anything, some people are like, let me even, <laughs> let me even <laughs> onto your load. So. You okay, friend? Oh, no, no, I'm okay. Like, mentally, I'm okay. Just I have a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There really is a lot going on. But uh, me, I'm fine. I'm I'm kind of, I'm, I feel like a bit rejuvenated for the year. I feel like, not for the year, maybe. I think first quarter, maybe half the year, I think I'm fine. And then, you know, I'm going to need a little something. And then okay. we'll tap, tap, tap into the other half. Happy, you know, New Year. Happy New Year. You're excited. Do you have any goals, any anything, resolutions? Uh, if I tell it to you, you guys are going to hold them against me. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Isn't that being held accountable going to I don't like being held accountable. I like being held, just not accountable. That's <laughs> right. Um, okay, so I want to get to a point where I'm drinking a bit, not even a bit, a lot less. Um, I want, honestly, like by my birthday, I literally want to like drink a thing of, like a what's it, glass of champagne and then be like, yeah, everybody. Like, like I want, I want to be a lightweight. I'm not like now. <laughs> my tolerance, you know, when you can tell your tolerance is my tolerance is a bit high, so I want to bring it down. Um, what else do I want to do? Want to save? Want to be a bit more financially responsible? You know, um, obviously, like this, like this year and a bit that I've worked, it's been like treat yourself like honestly guys my nickname is treat yourself <laughs> um a bit more financially responsible um want to save up as well for stuff so I don't think I'll do it this year so I do want a car I want I want to get a car soon so maybe I think that's next year I want to do something to my teeth like because when I look at pictures now my teeth I always look at my teeth now and I'm just like yikes really so, yeah, I want to get my teeth done. Is it just like, a gap? Because you have nice teeth. I've noticed that a lot of um people, well, it seems people around me, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the thing, especially because I guess nowadays with Invisalign, there's now a solution that makes it like, it's, you know, it's, an, it's a quick turnaround. It's um seemingly less hassle compared to braces where you have many appointments yeah. for tightening and this and this and uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, sir. Wait. Oh my gosh, wait. Let me Someone know. is calling me. Okay. Okay. me okay. At least we didn't make a sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, good. Well, good. <laughs> Hold on. Um, this person's annoying because I actually know, like, I actually told them that I'm going to be doing the part. Anyway, I feel like um, more people are feeling that way about their teeth, and I don't know why. You know, because look, like, it's like, it's not like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. You know what, also, I think sometimes once you just see something within yourself that you want to change, there's no, the, well, within reason, but like, there's nothing anyone could say, like, um, 
What's happening here? What's up? Do you hear that? When I talk, is that, I, 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 am I? Okay, anyway. Yeah, there's no possible, like, there's no level of affirmation that anyone can put into that will make you change your mind about, like, like, I want to change this, you know? So, obviously, you have to do what makes you happy. And I'm happy it's nothing, like, it's not extreme. Like, if so, when any of my friends come and say, I want to change my teeth, I'm not like, oh, God, like, if somebody told me they wanted a BBL, I might be like, please, please. I wouldn't get like veneers or anything. I know I wouldn't, I would want something that one looks natural. Um, I wouldn't want totally perfect teeth. I think even like the color, if I would pick a color, I'd just go a bit whiter than this, but I wouldn't go like yeah, like porcelain white or whatever they call it. Every time I talk, you guys chomp. So do you want like um I think they call it composite bond? Yeah, I'm thinking that, but also I need to go for consultation first and then okay. I'll see. Um yeah, um, but that I think it's looking like next year, but you know, it could be late this year, depending on because I don't know what I want for my birthday. Okay. Like I've been thinking and I'm running. Maybe something will come to me, but but a dog also. I also want a dog, but I don't know if that's gonna happen as well. Um, just journaling, focusing on like being a bit more, but also I think I need to quantify these things just so that it's not like I just say, oh, I want to be healthier. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I'm fine at my weight, but maybe you know, eat more, eat more fish, eat, have more white meat as opposed to red meat. Um, stay. I'm happy weight wise, but maybe reduce bloating, so maybe a bit less sugar in my diet. So um, I'll decide on a number of like vegetarian nights. I'll do maybe one or two. I think maybe I'll work up to two by the end of the year. So like three meat nights, two veggie nights. Um, I haven't written these down. So this I'll, I'll listen back to this and remember the things I say. But um, I think those are the things that I'm really thinking about. Um, but I'm sure there's more. But you've asked me so many questions. How are you? One, how are you? What's going on with you? And what are your New Year's resolutions? Um, one, I'm fine-ish. Um, as you know, I got the vid again. Um, Ma'am, are you collecting like the variants? Like, like infinity stones. stones. They're just I, like I, Omicron, I got you. Maybe. Well, I don't even know what you had the last time. but I don't, I don't know what I had the last time. Probably Delta. Yeah, considering the symptoms I had the last time, it was more deltery. But this time it was definitely Omarion that got me. Omarion. And it was hellish, guys. And I don't know if it's because, so basically, like one of my friends was saying, someone else she knows, like, got COVID, um, I guess, back to back. So the thing is with the Omicron variant, it doesn't really care about antibodies or, oh, you've had COVID before. Like, no, it don't care. Um, and my friend was saying, because I just thought maybe it was just me, but it seems some people who've gotten COVID um, consecutively, the second time is always significantly worse. And I think it's because your body actually hasn't even entirely healed from the first time. So it rocked me. And like compared to, because I got it from my friend and I also ended up passing it to somebody else. But the, the person that gave it to me and the person I passed it on to, the two of them were nowhere near as ill as I was. Um, yesterday would have been my day eight. 
and I did my lateral flow, it's still positive. I did another one today, it's still positive. It, it, it doesn't want to release me. The cough I had, the body aches I had, there's a, no, I went through it. Like there was a point I said, ah, God, is, is, is this it? <laughs> is this it? And I think I had to like try and downplay it to everyone around me because I felt like I was rattled that I got it so soon again, but everyone else was like rattled on my behalf. And I have this thing where I never want to make people around me panic. So I was just like, oh no, I'm okay. But it's what I was like, hmm? <laughs> hey, this one is tight. But um, I think I'm at the tail end now. I, I'm just a bit congested as you can hear. Um, the cough is still stubborn. It's, it's probably going to take Miss Mamas a while to clear up, but it's not as bad. I don't need to like cough every couple of words um I am really fatigued though like I can sleep until 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 like I have to drag myself out of bed if I want to like get the day started else I'll literally sleep into tomorrow and just wake up in intervals to just shower go to the toilet have some water have some tea and that's it I didn't even have much of an appetite over the last like nine days so it, it wasn't cute but I'm, I'm okay I'm on the mend now I'm cool um Obviously, where I've been ill, I haven't gone back to work for this year. So I'm not really dealing with what everyone else has been like, ugh, back to work. But it's probably going to be really hellish when I go back because I've now basically had an, an extended holiday. And obviously, also having been ill, it's probably going to be um, quite the mission. But for my job, like at the very beginning of the year, I can't lie, January and February and a little bit of March are usually pretty quiet. So I don't expect it to be as hectic as the end of the year. Um, but as such, my main focus has been like, you know, you know, setting goals for the year. What I want out of this year. I think the last two years. People we want to hear what's going on. It's nothing exciting. I promise you. I think the last like two years, like 2020, 2021, they really rocked my jaw. And it's unfortunate because at this point, like even with my goal setting, most of the things aren't like tangible. Like I, you know what I mean? Everything is more like self-work, being a better friend, daughter, sister, anything, like just being a better person and doing what I can. Um, I think even through therapy, I've discovered that there's now more things I have to work on. Like some of the things I obviously prioritized to work on last year are cool. Thankfully, I managed to work through a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But there's now more things coming up, you know, as it tends to work that way. Therapy. There's, there's always something. <laughs> um, so I really want to work on that. And one of them is my patience. Like I used to be super patient, but I think I had this thing where I was very patient, especially with people. And then it, it came to my attention that I was a little bit too patient, but then I ended up not having a middle ground where I was operating from a place of fear or I don't want to say like trauma is really, I'm using the word trauma loosely here, but because I was so used to like, mm, this is always my bad habit. And I do this now I'm like, gah, 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 no, no, no. I need to set these boundaries. I need to this, I need to not let this happen. And now I find that I'm not as patient as I should be. Um, especially like with maybe people I don't hold as dear to my heart if obviously I hold you really dear to my heart I feel like obviously I'm gonna have a soft spot for you but for people let's say I like or I associate with or like my mutuals or colleagues 
I'm just like, I, bye, you annoy me. Nope, I gave you this chance. Nope, bye. And I, I can't do that because I think it's unfair. People need, you know, time, especially somebody who maybe hasn't been in your life a really long time. They're getting to know you, getting to know them. There's certain things about you that they don't know that you like, dislike. So once you've communicated, that's one thing. But with certain things, somebody can't just switch overnight because they may be used to doing things a certain way. And you, I do need to find that middle ground that, okay, I've given enough time for this person to adjust i can't just i told you something once and i'm like okay bye or i didn't communicate something and i expect you to just know you know so just things like that um i really really think one of my biggest goals for this year is i need to work on my relationship with how i view health and my body image issues um this is getting real deep my god <laughs> but <laughs> i'm like I'm thinking, do we put a caveat? Do we say dear diary? Do we add a trigger one? Like, what's going on? Maybe be introspective, like we're being vulnerable. We're being we're letting our walls down, you know. Um, I my experience is that I grew up, especially with body image issues. I've always had a very negative relationship with how I look and you know, body image issues, and that's because I always grew up, like, I've never been skinny. I've always been the bigger one. I've always been the big friend. And in primary school, it was probably most prominent then because I specifically remember it was just me and one other friend and we were, like, the bigger ones. And then even as we got into high school, she, like, shed all that weight, like, literally by, like, form one, form two, which is, like, year eight, year nine. So with her, it was more prominent that, okay, cool, baby eight. Oh, yeah, seven and eight. <laughs> yes. So it was more prominent, like, um, with her that, okay, it was gone. But then even when I got to high school, I was still always, like, the bigger friend. And um, you guys have probably heard the tales of just going to an all-girls school and a boarding school. Like, you know, it just don't be easy. Them hoes relentless out there, okay? <laughs> um, so it wasn't, unfortunately, a good time. I did, unfortunately, suffer or experience, like, bullying and stuff like that. But I just think... As I got into uni, I just had this really negative. In fact, just before uni, I remember just after I finished my A-levels, those like nine months, I lost so much weight, but there was a time I looked sick. And then obviously my mom was like, Miss Diane, like my parents literally had to give me an intervention. Like they sat me down and like, are you eating? Like, no way. Obviously it was that really? bad. So then, um, and I can't lie, at that time, initially it was heartbreak that wrecked me. Yay! <laughs> There's a heartbreak that wrecked me, guys, and I was skinty. But also, I think, unfortunately, anyone who's had major weight loss, their experience, they will let you know that people treat you significantly different once you've lost it because of that phobia. So at the time, once I lost this weight, even when I was long over the heartbreak, it was like, hmm, okay, okay. Um, and then I got to uni, and then I gained weight again. And this was because of birth control. And obviously, shit hit the fan. But I don't think there was a major difference in how I saw myself. Because even when I lost this weight, I always still viewed myself a certain way. But in my head, because of everything that I had experienced, I feel like I always equated being healthy to being skinny. I never necessarily cared about, like, what's my cholesterol saying? Am I fit? What, you know, like, what's my stamina saying? I didn't care. If I looked a certain way and I fit into a certain size, I'm healthier. Cool. Um, and then I think in my final year, I then lost loads of weight again. Like I got off birth control the summer just before final year. And then it was a combination of things. So there was stress, 
there was um obviously like stress like to do with school I decided to go on keto then I was also doing this intermittent fasting which was basically starving myself and then I went to the gym so you can imagine the four things I lost a lot of weight so between my third year and that summer after third year and a little bit of the beginning of my master's I had lost a lot of weight but I think that's at that time where shit hit the fan in terms of how I viewed myself because I started to equate my worth in if I'm smaller people treat me better this is what's better for me and I knew like in my head in theory I knew that this doesn't make sense this is wrong it's toxic but in practice it didn't it didn't change anything it didn't stop me from staying on keto even though I know that it's not really healthy for you and still starving myself under the guise of oh it's just intermittent fasting and this is good for me and I knew I was doing all the wrong things um but it just didn't stop me and so fast forward to 2020 you know we're now in lockdown you're not commuting to work you're not to you sit at your desk or your table whatever I gained weight um but in that time it wasn't as bad I think it's more so end of 2020 and then last year that I gained more weight but this is when it, it went left I obviously as a result I think obviously with a combination of other things I just couldn't deal with how I looked so the consecration stopped obviously it was also becoming expensive and I just kind of got over it but um I started to view myself in such a nasty way even now I still kind of do but it's not as bad I think from like December-ish, but there came a point literally from summer last year, I was like, I don't want to be in a photo. I don't want to be this. Don't look at me. Don't. And it was really toxic. Um, and I think because I'd now put my value in how I look and I could see the difference in how people treated me, I felt like, oh God, everyone's just going to be so horrible to me again now that I've gained all this weight back. This, this is the end. I don't mean anything to anyone anymore. And in my head, I knew that what I'm saying doesn't make sense, but I don't think it changed that I view myself that way. Um, so that was when I came into this year, like obviously from last year, even my therapist was trying to help me through it. I was like, I'm not going to look at it as, oh, because also because of the condition I was diagnosed last year, that affects my weight. And that's where most of the weight came from. But I wasn't extending myself the grace that this is literally beyond your control. In my head, I was just like, okay, but I'm bigger. Fuck. Um, and I wasn't even stopping and thinking, baby girl, like your body's still at least waking you up in the morning. It's still doing the things that it should do at the bare minimum. You know, I shouldn't look at it as like, oh, I look like this, whatever. I'll put my value in that. But a little on me just couldn't shake it. <laughs> so coming into this year, I think even my health goals, I'm not trying to center it around oh, I want to be snatched and then I want to look like this and then I want to look like this or by this month I have to have lost this amount of weight. I honestly just want to start focusing on it being about my actual health. So building my stamina, building my fitness. Okay, by this month I can get through 25 minutes without stopping of a workout. Okay, two weeks later now it's 35, now it's 45, now it's an hour. Like that's how I want to measure the progress and the growth and obviously that will be probably a more healthier outlook on am I getting healthier rather than oh I'm snatched because I have to go on keto from today and be snatched in like maybe a month or two but like is it healthy no have I fixed the way I view myself no um when I stop keto I'm gonna gain it back then what now you know 
that's probably the most tangible goal I have. All of this is safe. That's probably the most tangible goal I have for the year. Everything else is more so self-work. I also really want to significantly drink less. Like enough is enough, guys. Okay, Bujaloka has juice. Okay, alcohol is not juice. There's no need to be guzzling it the way I do. Um, I think sometimes we forget that there's still tomorrow. The older we get, all of these things do have an impact on your health long term. So I want to drink less. I want to consume less sugar and less things that like trigger inflammation and all of that. Like we really have to be healthy. Our skin, our our livelihood, think about our hearts, our lungs, our brains. Just do better, be better, baby. That's pretty much it. I need to sleep more this year because you guys know I really struggle with my insomnia and stuff. I need to sleep more. I need nah, to sleep. I want the record to reflect how many times I've like, you know, like when you sleep early, like let's say you sleep normally at like midnight and then you sleep at 10 and then yeah. you wake up earlier than normal or like just in the middle of the night for water or whatever. Yeah. I'll go on like Twitter for like a second and what will I find? I'll either find a DM from you or you're on TikTok or you're tweeting. I'm like, this bitch don't sleep. This bitch actually doesn't sleep. Like it would be like there's a time you would take today actually, six, seven a.m. Uh-huh. Um, you are on Twitter at like four, I think. No, three, oh, four. Yesterday, like maybe yeah. I don't know. It's just very... Yeah, no, I need to sleep more. It's really... Somehow, friend. <laughs> no, it's really unhealthy. And I know for the most part, it's not in my control. But, like, if I go back... Because I want to find a way to find natural remedies. Because there was a time I used to take melatonin and it helped. But melatonin side effects are, like, headaches and stuff. Like, and, I, and I can't deal with that. Especially when you're now at work and you have this headache that no matter what you take, it's not going away. Um, that's no bueno. So yeah, I want to sleep more, drink less, less sugar. Um, I also tried, want to stay away from the red meat. Have you tried like lavender spray on your? Pillow? I've tried that and it works, but like the one I used, um, was in this like um like self care package that Ice Two got me, and it was really good. But like when I use it, I'll probably wake up after maybe three four hours. But my friend was telling me that if I use the Doctor Teal's one you will literally knock out till your alarm rings. But the problem is Dr. Teal is only available in the States. So um, I have to find them. There's another alternative I found on Amazon. So I'll give I use this Tisserand one. Does it work really well? Um, I honestly think it's better. The less you use it, the better, if that makes sense. Like oh, the more, I think I've developed Yeah, I feel like I'm becoming more tolerant to it like one time I was sleeping over at a friend's house and then I put it on like her pillows and then she said it gave her sleep paralysis <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah we should be laughing she said it gave her sleep paralysis that oh, night um but then I it used to like it helps me sleep so I don't I use it maybe you know once a week is not even it like maybe once or twice every two weeks mm-hmm. uh, if like I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like Shit, bitch, go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think you try it. You should try it. Okay. I'll look for that to surrender. But yeah, that's that's it for me, folks. Nothing exciting. Nothing like, oh, I want to hit six figures. And no. I do want a new job, though. And I am working towards that. I hope the Lord hears my cries. I've already started applying. But Lord, let, let, let it be this year. Please. <laughs> Please. Free me. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. You know, happy new year, everybody. Oh.
Happy New Year and I was unmuted myself. <laughs> I was still unmuted myself. Happy New Year, everybody, and them man. Them man, dear. You know, this is the reality check pod. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> With me, Nessu. And me, Leo. And we back and we better, baby. We back in business. Um, this year, I just can't wait. I think this year, if there's one thing I definitely also will do is like try and push the pod as much as I can. I think sometimes I have this thing where I'm like, I don't want to do too much in fear of like, oh, what if the people hate it? So it feels like, oh, well, if I didn't really try that hard, ah, whatever. But you know what? I am proud of it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push us because I think we're awesome. I think we're awesome too, friend. I think we're great. Um, But it is bright. I mean, it's not bright. Today was a little bit gloomy compared to yesterday. But as it's a new year. I don't be going outside. You guys will talk about the weather outside. Me, honestly, since like I got my like vitamin D pills, guys, I really don't care what's happening outside. You guys will say, oh, the weather's so bad. I'll not even open a curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say? I'll not let it phase me. Nothing. You're, you're unaware. You don't know her. Unaware. That is none of my business. <laughs> Unless I literally go outside myself. Yeah. I do not. As long as I've had my vitamin D pills, I think it, it does help my mood. It does. I know. I was going to ask, is this the first year you've taken vitamin D? No, it's not. Mm, I did and I took a break. Hey, but I was going through it last year. So uh-huh. This year is my first time actually taking it consistently every day. Yeah. Guys... SAD don't know her I'm so shocked I'm like why didn't I do this sooner who is she who Who is she she? what's her name I don't know who that is no it's shocking I don't that's why I don't blame you for not going outside like it feels like you don't need it unless you actually specifically have something to do why what did you I'm a different person. Oh, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm not a different person. But um, I don't know. I used to take other ones, but they were the same brand. So these ones, I don't know what's different about these. Or maybe it's that I'm also taking vitamin C. I think it's this year what I've done differently. I take vitamin C as well, because I think that helps you absorb vitamin D, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I am taking those and it's really helping like when I'm like fully on them, like I'm, 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 I'm a much much happier person no not happier i'm a much more like my mood my moods are all over the place i hear you (laughs) but Uh, talk to me should we get into our programs for the week let's do it let's do it what do you want to start with Let's go. Let's go. Should we do? Uh, I was gonna say Miami. Let's do Miami. It's okay. We can do Miami. What order? Miami Porsche thingy. Yeah, we can do okay. that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so did you what? So you're you're caught up with Miami, right? Caught up on all of our shows. Great, 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 great. It felt it felt a bit like a filler, but a little more episode. Um, the last one of Miami, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think like, a lot more happened. Is, 
the one before. But I think I like that because Miami, there's so much going on in Miami that you really do need episodes where it's like they just they, there's no group event. There's just everybody's doing their own thing, and maybe we're dealing with some. We're talking about what happened in the last time, like the people were together because those women's lives are just. Telenovela. A literal film. Yo. No, I hear you. It's shocking. <laughs> no, um, it, it does feel like it, it's very jam-packed. And I think it's crazy because of what episode it's on compared to like other franchises. So much has happened already. Mm-hmm. Even with those like filler-like episodes. So I hear you. But talk to me, thoughts, opinions, what are we saying? Where's your head at at the moment? Um, so I never really say this, but I'm going to say this for one of the like first times. You were right about Adriana and Alexia being bad vibes. Like... Sorry. Sorry, do you want to just repeat that again? <laughs> is you finished or is you done? <laughs> no, so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is probably the, the one time I'll hear this quarter. So I'm gonna need you to to run that back. I was what? You were right. Thanks. But basically, um, yeah, they just like people. I get why people like Adriana. They think you know she brings it and she's interesting and all of them. But she's also pretty toxic and she's not. She's not honest about I'm not I'm not sure she's very self-aware of who she is. Like I'll watch and just think Adriana really doesn't see what everybody else sees. Like what Adriana sees and how life works in her head is a totally different thing from how everyone else sees it. So like the like even her argument with Gertie, it was so unnecessary. She was literally in the wrong. Gertie called it out quite rightly, called it out because. Goody and actually Martina, because why are you getting massaged by a married woman, even if she wasn't married, by someone with her partner? Let me put it that way. Why are you getting massaged by someone with her partner and like having your feet done or whatever you are? And you think it's okay, you think it's normal. Like, am I missing something? And it just gives me really like wrong and strong energy. Like, you know, you're just so wrong and so loud because you can see if we're keeping it a buck, between Julia and Adriana, the little flirty, the little stuff that they do, they're both aware of it. And I think, fine, you don't want to maybe confirm it or address it because you then have to address the elephant in the room that maybe there's a bigger issue at hand, so to speak, or maybe not so much an issue. There's something going on. No, because, for example, um, I think it's only in the last episode that Adriana finally said that... um, through her friendship with Julia, she's now opened her eyes to the possibility of exploring a romantic side with women because they, and she made a joke. She was like, hey, I mean, I haven't been so lucky with men. Um, Where Julia's concerned, we've seen her fondle Adriana, whether it's her boobs, whether it's the little, little jokes, like you said, the massage, all these things to the point where her wife is saying, I've been married to you 18 years and you're giving me one massage or something. And you're here massaging, bruh, and we're here massaging Adriana's feet because she says she stepped into poop. But like, what does stepping into poop have to do? Like, fine, even when Adriana tried to explain, I was like, you're just so wrong because your shoe got dirty. 
if she was washing your shoe or she bought you new shoes, I would hear it. She's massaging your foot because your shoe got dirty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Someone ain't doing the math right. It's not making sense. And I think in her head, she knows she's wrong, but like, she just can't hack or she can't firm the thought of her being wrong. No ways. And especially, I think so exactly. And especially it'd be Gertie who called her out because even when Martina called her out, or when other people called her out, she didn't have the same women energy that she had for Gertie. And that's why um, you probably saw me tweet that she actually just doesn't like Gertie. And I think it would be yeah. a lot better if she stood firm and you know what? Gurdy rubs me the wrong way or I just can't seem to get along with her rather than uh, the way Gurdy acts makes me really concerned for Julia. I just don't really, you don't care about Julia. Julia's not a five-year-old. Like, you know, this is, you're not this good Samaritan that you're trying to save the day, you know? Um, I think it's also quite unfair, like some of the things she was doing to Gurdy, like Gurdy asked um, Julia a question and I, I personally don't feel like Gertie would have broken into tears or any of that if Julia hadn't had that reaction I think that reaction from Julia then triggered her and I think for Adriana to act like she doesn't understand the concept of triggers it was so horrible and that wasn't a small thing to happen you know somebody didn't say I tripped and hit my head on the ground and ah uh, it's so heavy and for her to just be like Ugh, I mean, no. I mean, this wasn't even about her. And da, da, da. she just doesn't like the babe. She just doesn't like the babe. And I think if you can, we had this conversation about selling Tampa. And remember, we're saying for now, it looks like a Black people thing that Black people or Black women or Black femmes, should I say, um, we have a heart there comes a point where like you may not like the person but something that's happened to them is like oof like when Joanna was sharing her story and people that don't like that lady borderline hate her they were in tears because it's sad like that was some sad stuff to happen to someone and even if we don't like you damn like we don't want that to happen to you like sheesh that's not nice (laughs) but like for Julia her feelings towards Gertie got in the way and trigger warning, you know, um, for child loss. Like, it didn't care. Like, somebody has lost a child and she was still like, mm. I'm like, how? You're horrible. Like, your vibes aren't even bad. They're disgusting. That's in the gutter. Like, if you can just put that at the forefront of your mind. Uh, and she has such big loser energy. Like, she walked into that party like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And everybody else is walking there like, (laughs) no, honestly, loves her. Everyone else is walking there like, this is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. And she was just there like, "Mm." but I promise you, and this usually happens, you know how with Potomac, Giselle will have everything to say. The day it's her own event. Mm? And I think Julia has the same energy. You have everything to say when it's now your turn. Julia or Adriana? You I mean, Adriana, sorry, I meant to say Adriana. Adriana walked in there like, oh, you know, uppity about Gertie's planning and how everything looked when everyone else loved it. And I think the fact that she could even stand there and be like, I don't like this. This person worked along the birthday girl. The birthday girl liked it. I mean, alongside the birthday girl. Who are you to come and say, I don't like this? It's not your party, first of all. Second of all, if 
anybody else had planned this, you would not have this exact same opinion. You wouldn't say that. She wouldn't. I don't want to jump the gun and say that Adriana's racist. I'm not there yet. I I'm 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 shining my eye. Let me say that. I'm shining my eye. My eye is like ding 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 ding. I haven't yet said it with my mouth, but that's where I'm, I'm leaning towards because her problem with Gertie. I mean, she I saw in the like in episode five, she does get along with Kiki and she seems to be friends with Kiki. So for now, my feelings are allayed. But just going off of her interaction with Gertie, there really wasn't, there didn't seem to be a reason why. But I get, you know what? I am getting that Gertie is a lot of energy and I'm the same. I don't like people with a lot of energy because I'm basically one of their anemic babes. Like I'm just like, not, I'm not slow or like, uh, but I'm, I'm a lot more uh, than I am. When someone has a lot more energy, it's, I look you at You know what? I just feel like it, to me anyway, it's coming across a little bit microaggressive. Like, there was that time, I think when Lassa had her, her pink party thing and it, that party. Um, and everyone was there. There was different points where one person will also be shouting loud and this person will be this, this person will be that. But it's literally only Gertie who gets to be like, told this whole, oh, she has this big personality. Oh, she's so this, she's so that. And don't get me wrong. I don't think she doesn't have a big personality, but I certainly don't think she's the only one with a big personality. But at the end of the day, I feel like... He's with Alexia there and Marisol. Marisol is busy talking about her cocks for her cocktails, talking about this. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's so... To me, like, as I'm personally going to jump the gun, I'm going to call a spade a spade. It's giving real racism vibes, especially because, granted, they do get along with Kiki, but Kiki is quiet. And how many racist people do we know that come and say, but I have a black friend. You can still have a black mate and still be very, very much racist or microaggressive. Can we discuss how cute Kiki's daughter is? Oh, someone is- no, she had a baby girl. And when she came, I said, but too. Baby, a baba. So adorable. She's the cutest thing ever. So cute. Um, but I do think, like, with we've seen, like, with certain race dynamics when it comes to like white women and black women specifically, um, the quieter black woman kind of gets more for possible is is seen or deemed more likable because you don't talk much, you don't challenge somebody as much, you don't question a lot of things as much and I think Kiki falls into that I think she's a great girl but for the most part they won't have much of an issue with her because she doesn't have a big personality Gertie gives me the vibe that she's gonna say what's on her mind you're not gonna say anything and even in the moment who did we see being aggressive Adriana even Gertie was like "Mm, you're a bit aggressive but nobody called that out but I promise you if Gertie had acted that exact same way Alexia and Marisol and everybody else would have had all the things to say about how she was aggressive and she was not my queen Lisa not my queen Lisa Lisa. no Lisa is our our queen five ever that I feel like I I didn't think I could like her more I can't believe on the same side about someone it's been a while it's been a minute about someone (laughs) Lisa and I told you before you watched. I told you. I know. No, I, said, I have a feeling you're gonna like her. And I was like, "Me like someone Leo likes." I don't know. Like, nah. <laughs> uh-uh. Lisa for Queen of Miami. I love. And do you know why? 
even in that moment, he's his friends with Adriana. She even said, Adriana, at that, that, that. You my friend, but at that, that. And even when they walked away to check on Gertie in the bathroom, she even called her friend out. She called her friend out to her face. She didn't do that thing that, remember that time we're discussing how Robin had all this to say about Michael in her confessional, but the time they went to lunch, she didn't clock him. Lisa clocked Adriana in person. Lisa clocked it in her confessional. Lisa clocked her, whether it's in front of her, behind her, but she said that girl was there wrong. And, and I'm like, said, I, I like what she said when she said she did what any of us would do. Like that's on, I like someone who's honest and self-aware. We'd all do that thing. And she did it as well. I'm not going to call someone out for doing something we all do. That we all do. Because Adriana, in the moment she was saying that, she was doing it even that night. But it's a problem. Other people are doing the same thing. But you have a problem with it's girly. And one thing I, I really, really, especially in the last few episodes, I do feel like Alexia has big punk energy. Like when Gertie asked a question, you pretended not to hear her. Like she was talking too fast for you to hear. And then your confessional. You're admitting that you had heard her. You just don't want to get involved or you didn't want it to escalate. And it's giving, you don't want to pick a side or, and you know how people always say, by not picking a side, you're technically picking the side that you're on. In that moment, she didn't want to pick Gertie's side, but she had chosen that Adriana's who she's riding with. And I think to me, that also gives me big microaggressive and racismal vibes because it smells like fish and we ain't around the ocean. Sun going on. And I don't like that. But yeah, um, I get what you mean about, about Kiki and the race dynamics of being quote unquote the good black. So maybe that's why Adriana is seemingly, she seemingly gets along more with Kiki than she does with Gertie. But I don't see Adriana beating the racism or allegations. But maybe, you know, at, at the reunion or whatever, or later in the season, it's addressed and it comes up why what her problem with with Gertie actually is mm-hmm. um but yeah I as, as we said we love Queen Lisa over here um I think it's easy for Lisa to kind of fall into the background because she's not like the biggest personality but when she does shine she shines really bright and so I'm not going to be one of those people who's like oh she's boring no 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 you need you need a few boring people. Obviously, they, they can't just coast through the show and never contribute, but you need a few boring people who do who, who show up to work a few times a year and submit their stuff and, you know, aren't just coasting and, and enjoying cashing the checks and that's it. <clears throat> Candy. <laughs> Ooh, speak on it. And even with Lisa, I wouldn't even go as far as to ever claim she's boring, like you said, because... Even take aside, like, we'll put aside, you know, showing up to work a few days a year or whatever. The times where, for me, even the other scenes I've seen her, whether when she was with Nicole and trying to get to know her or the scene with Larsa, like, she's wholesome, guys. Lisa's literally, to me, like I said, I just didn't think I could love her more, and I absolutely do. Like, that right there, like you said, leader of the pack. When it comes to Miami, I think she's so wholesome. I think, like you said, I like somebody who who, who isn't boring, who's going to be honest and say, listen, what you're doing is off. What you're doing here is fine. And then in a different scene, show up and show more of her personality because I think you and I discussed that at the beginning. I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like 
just because Elisa looks a certain kind of way, the general assumption was that she was going to be a certain kind of way, like maybe really ditzy, really airy. And she's just not that. And like you said, she may not be the loudest in the room, but I'm also very happy that when she talks, when she does actually open her mouth, she shines. She's not going to be someone who I feel is easily replaceable. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, um, I think it's easy for Larsa to kind of, you know, feel like she doesn't really fit or stuff. But it's nice to see in the group dynamics, she does kind of raise her voice. But also, I also I do get the sense that she hasn't been around these women in a while. Um, like even with this argument between um, Gerdi and Adriana, she kind of, she didn't really say anything. But also, she's just bad, you know. <laughs> She's just probably thinking about Scotty. <laughs> I actually feel so sorry for her because um, I think we can, I don't want to say trauma, but you can see the effect or the impact that this divorce has had on her. That the fact that it's been three years and she's dragging it out, not because she even feels like she still misses him or they still need to be together. Um, but it's a real thing that a lot of people have where, they feel this guilt that I always wanted to have this family unit and have both parents under the same roof, you know, with the children and have that for them. And you can see that a lot of that guilt really still sits with her that she's not in a rush to get divorced because in her head, I think the finality of it all is what really scares her. And, you know, she expressed that she has this guilt that she obviously grew up with both parents. So she feels like she failed her children. And I think that's quite sad, but that. It's probably the most we've really, really, really seen about Lassa. I mean, for the most part, it's been her only fans. Yeah, she's trying to get used to the circle again. Yes, maybe find a new house, but then she doesn't want to move out. But, you know, it's just been very much like she's there, but she's not there. You know, um, so I hope she starts waking up. Like, fine, you want to obviously get more accustomed and used to people, but wake up, even if it's just with lisa or even if it's just with nicole wake up and show up with someone so that at the end of the day you're not forgettable because right now she's very forgettable which is crazy when you think about how many like headlines lasa has been in in like like since maybe the breakup of her friendship with the kardashian honestly even before Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Regarding Scotty, regarding Future, regarding the Kardashians themselves, regarding that other dude she used to mess around with who turned out to be married or in a relationship or whatever it was. There's just so many um, different, you know, things that she's been involved in. So it's kind of surprising that she's on the show and she's not, she's not really making that much noise. But, you know, I, I don't mind her. I don't know if losing her next season, like, would change the dynamic very much it would no one it would would, no one would bat an eyelid and it's funny because i think when we saw the trailer a lot of us were like oh my gosh larsa only for to be like ah people (laughs) she isn't showing much don't you get the vibe that anthony like nicole's anthony if he could he wouldn't be on the show he always just seems like uh here we go when Nicole's like, yeah. bro, like when she's speaking about the women or other situations, he just seems like, and he's, he's like, oh, I women. Because he passed a comment, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before, like something to the effect of, mm, every time you come and tell me a story, it seems like it's a lot happening. And sometimes, Here she go. 
Here she go again. <laughs> Honestly, and it just gives me that vibe that, bruh, if he had a choice, he was just like, dang, I really signed that contract or I really said yes because I don't think he would be here. But I want to talk about something. Ooh, come on now. Todd and Peter. What are your thoughts about Todd and Peter? Especially the last episode. Todd and Peter's relationship is just so... Like, I see how much love Alexia has for both these men. But now that I've seen the, the allegations about um, um, Peter hitting his girlfriend, and also I think there was a story about um, him hitting, like, someone before, like, um, paparazzi, something, like, another person. He had gone into a tussle. Um, I don't know. I don't think I like Peter very much. Um, you can see that Todd cares about Frankie, I think it is. Um, but I don't know. I think, honestly, looking at that whole scene, I think everyone was wrong. Like, I, I, I couldn't pick a side. I, I knew I could not pick a side. I was just watching and thinking, damn, I hear what Alexia meant that she nursed because she nursed um Frankie back to health, like showed in like the what's it called flashbacks. Yeah. Can you hear the noise in the background? <laughs> oh, <okay. Anyway. laughs> um, you can see how much work was put into like Frankie's recovery after his accident. So I do get what they mean when they say Todd is commenting on things he doesn't really know about. But at the same time, I hear what Todd is saying in that. I mean, I don't know if, you know, weed would help his recovery. And I'm not, I, you know, my opinion on weed doesn't really matter because everybody has their own. But... I do see where he's coming from that like weed isn't going to make him any better you know it's and he needs to be stimulated and doing other things so maybe they have gotten into this bubble where they think they know what's best for Frankie and then they're just going to do that and they're not going to try anything else and so when he suggests oh no guys why don't we do something else it's like they feel attacked and they feel super defensive um I think they're both hot Todd and Peter are both very hot-headed and that's why it escalated. I was I can't lie, I was kind of disappointed they didn't tussle. Didn't what? They didn't tussle. You wanted them yeah. to tussle. <laughs> no, because isn't it like you could see they were you're gonna I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you. Remember when it got uh, but then I think if they tussled, it would have just been super difficult to come back from that for Alexia, I think. Yeah. I think that would have been taking too far but i know what you mean i also think um there wasn't anyone that was right the only thing for me i think i think peter obviously is quite well let me not say is but with that story he was a little negligent and i think he made a comment that oh like you know with frankie Kana, you can look away he's like a baby like you look away and he could have done something and i think that's part of the problem that he's not understanding that you know unfortunately there is now this change and you do have to treat it with that sort of delicate care or attention that you know you can't really risk to take your eyes off of him if you now know that that's the case you know it's not going to change just because he's getting older in age or that he's recovered a little bit more at the same time he still needs all of that care and that's where I definitely agree with Todd's point that you do need someone from outside it's obviously traumatic and difficult to adjust um you know, but like you do need help. I think for me, what was really alarming though is Todd's delivery 
I don't think he was delicate in any shape or form. I think when he was saying things like, you haven't done anything to help him. What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? That's really insensitive, um, especially given people's situation. And one thing that rubbed me the wrong way is how he kept saying, that's not my child. I don't think that anyone who's marrying into a family or getting married to a partner that has children, that that should be your mindset. Granted, you can't obviously come in trying to act like, yes, I'm the parent too. You obviously need to find your bearing, have the discussion, find your feet as to, you know, who plays what role, then where do you draw the line as a step parent? However, to say, that's not my child, because Alexia asked him, okay, so what is it that you have done or whatever? And for your, his answer to be, that's not my child. You can't do that. I don't think that's a healthy thing or way of thinking for a step parent um because it definitely ends up like causing some sort of a division like obviously they're a little bit older as in todd and alexia so the likelihood of them having children together now is obviously slim or slim to none but if they were a younger couple and you can only imagine if what happens when you now have children on your own what is your mindset you don't want to create this division and i think it briefly was a thing on Real Housewives of Atlanta with Todd and Candy, where it was like, fine, Kayla's your daughter, fine, Riley's my daughter, but now that you have Ace and Blaze, what are you going to do? And you can't have this household where you very obviously or very blatantly as Candy, you're treating Kayla very different to Ace, Blaze, and Riley. When I as Todd, you're treating Riley very different to Kayla, Ace, and Blaze. You can't do that. Unfortunately, you've married into a situation where there are children. And if you're saying you love this person, I would imagine you love everyone. And then you should treat them accordingly. It's like you said, it's very clear. He really cares for and loves Frankie. And he was more so aggravated I, because it's coming from a place of love and concern. But I just think the things he said and his delivery, that was really alarming and a bit red flaggy to me. Um, I do hope that they worked it out because there's a time I tweeted that I'm actually surprised that Alexa, Alexia even went through this marriage because that for me, if I were in a position, I imagine it would have set me off the hit, like off the edge. But obviously you never know if people would have worked things out, spoke things through, so I can't make that judgment. But another thing is like, if he's gonna, I wrote this out. Oh, if he's gonna comment so much, he also has to decide, is he an outsider or are you in the family? Don't be like, what are you guys gonna do? Oh, I don't know, that's not my child. But what are you gonna do? Oh, you haven't done anything. Like you have so much to say. You're not coming from a, you guys, I feel like you've seen this. Why don't we try to do this? Or do you mind if I bring in this person to help? Or do you mind if I try and take him out to basketball? There's something also he said that I think was nasty. He said, um, oh, because Alexia said, since you're so concerned, why do, have you ever tried to take Frankie to the, I think it's the salon or the whatever company he has to practice or the surgery and give him an internship or ask him to shout you something. And he said, I did that with your first time and how did that turn out for me? And I'm like, these feelings of whether it's anger or resentment towards Peter, fine, as valid as they may be, I feel like he's still definitely acting like a step-parent, like, ah, that's not my child, that's your child. Because if you think of someone's father, someone's father wouldn't say, oh, I took my oldest here and it didn't work out, why would I now take the youngest? No, you're going to treat each person as a different individuals. And I don't think it's also healthy 
to hang it over his head as you know what I mean like whatever happened happened he may be a nasty human being a vile human being but I just think it's not healthy dynamics and I think even for Alexia I imagine that can't possibly make her feel like damn you really do love my children and love me as or you love me and my children do you know what I mean it seems like there's a division because you can't say oh I did that with your first son how did that turn out for me uh what what are you trying to say like what do you mean do you think I'm going to be like oh yeah true and I don't think she put her foot down enough obviously eventually they ended up all hugging it out and stuff but I was just a bit alarmed at the way everything happened and the way she handled it I don't think she was as shook for me as I would have anticipated someone to be or as I would have been in that position like you're really talking wreck like those are fighting words you're using and not just to fight with him with me you you can't say stuff about that about my kids and then just think we can just hug it out and it's done <laughs> no way jose random thought but like someone pointed it out on twitter and i can't unsee it now don't you think alexia looks like Teresa from new like york blonde one like so basically they did an edit where they swapped Teresa's hair and Teresa and Alexia's hair and it looks like the same same person really so funny I'll find the two (laughs) (laughs) do you is it like do you think it's the lips or do they generally have similarities in their face I think it's the the eye shape the eyes and like how the eyes are kind of um I don't know how to describe it so like they they inwards or outwards out up outwards because like this yeah they tilt outwards um yeah they kind of look similar um i think seeing alexia's home life you feel a bit more sad for her and also knowing that because gonna she was i think she wasn't included in season she was she was a friend of in like season two or three somewhere there while she was taking care of frankie and she literally nursed him to health she wouldn't go out she would just she would like if she'd go somewhere she'd go somewhere come back Frankie Frankie was her life for a period of time so I think this was definitely a trigger for her and Todd could have been a lot kinder in how he spoke about the way in which they care for um for Frankie but also let's not forget Real Housewives we're seeing literally a slice of these people's lives so this, this conversation this was not the full conversation and I think on the on Twitter, I saw a screenshot from Instagram where he had where Todd was kind of like saying he he sees everybody's side, he sees everyone who's critical of him, he sees everyone who's critical of Alexia and them, and he sees. But what he was trying to remind us is that that wasn't the full conversation. Um, that everyone that they were all kind of wrong in the situation in how they were approaching. Right. And they could have handled it better, but they are working on blending their families and speaking to each other better. So it did sound like there's been some sort of resolution and they're doing better. I mean, obviously, she married the man. So yeah. <laughs> a man who one of her sons hates. Um, and I don't know any details about the wedding itself. I just know it was a destination wedding. But I hope, you know, it was resolved and they go. I, I would imagine so, hopefully. That's good. Because that was a bit like... And that's the sad thing about these shows, man. Like, as much as you're signing up for a check, you're signing up for the likes of Nisu and Leo to tell you that your family look like a hot ass mess. <laughs> Even
even but, when we don't know everything, I think obviously me and you aren't as bad, but sometimes, I mean, yeah. we know how Housewives Twitter is. Sometimes people have these strong, strong, relentless opinions. And like you said, we're literally seeing a, a fraction of a fraction of these people's whole lives. Um, so sometimes it is kind of sad that things end up doing or end up looking away because I mean at the end of the day Bravo and Peacock are going to edit things in a more entertaining way in a way that's going to get people worked up talking engaging the people that aren't regular viewers are going to want to come and watch the show off the back of everyone else's opinions who are regular viewers stuff like that um pardon me but yeah it's quite sad that sometimes this is what ends up being the outcome you know I think it's stuff like this like watching like Real Housewives Miami and even Porsche's Family Matters that I realized if I was ever for whatever reason on Real Housewives I'd probably be a boring I'd probably be a pretty boring housewife because why would I encourage my, like even if like my life isn't like this I would not encourage my life to move towards being chaotic and arguing I think genuinely I'd probably be on for like two maybe three seasons I would have my issues maybe with a person but I don't think it would ever be my personal story and I would be this banging thing. My family are fighting. I'm not talking to my children. Like I look at those sometimes and I think, I really hope you are not putting this on for us because this is very messed up to even watch. So yeah. for me to now think that you're putting this on so that you can get a check from Andy Cohen. It's even crazier. It's not a cute look. Which I'm excited to see what next you holds. I think um i want to try again i'm gonna try big city again but for now i'm rocking with miami paternity i want to see who julia's kissing and because lisa's now lisa was now involved in the sexuality of it all girls the the girls are out to play I love that though. that's actually a wild situation though going back to that sorry julia i I can't wrap my head around whether Martina generally can't see because Adriana and Julia, especially Julia, Julia genuinely has funny flutters for Adriana. Like, genuinely. That them, scene calling at the table, huh? them calling each other best friends is a lie. That's but this cat. is why I'm like, they, they have to act like they're aloof or unaware of, them, of the vibes because the moment they admit it, you have to stop being friends. If you admit that you can see what's happening, why would Martina let you still be best friends with Adriana? You, you literally have a crush on this lady and you want me to let you, even though you're my wife, be friends with her, best friends with her. You're giving her you foot look at it that, like... you, that you haven't given me in 18 years. You're massaging her foot. You saw her come to the party be like, oh, her boobs. And you found Wait. her in front of me. They've been together 18 years. Yeah, because Martina was like in 18 years. How old are her kids? Oh, her kids are from her, her old marriage. No, but how old are these kids? One is 21, what? no, not 21, 24 or 5, and the other one is older. Okay. Um, I think about it, but the, I thought the girls were pretty young. Oh, no, I think they're older. Okay. But, like, looking at Adriana versus, like, Martina, they're totally different. So I wonder if it's that, does Julia have a type? Like, is Julia just attracted to women, like, period? Oh, she did say she's bi. But, I mean, is she just, like, when it comes to, like, these women, she's not even picky? Because... But I'm also also giving the energy that, remember, she explained, I think it was in episode two, that obviously she had basically been with men. And then she met Martina. I don't know if it's the case of she met Martina, they fell in love, and they got married. 
And now she has this curiosity where she hasn't explored anything with other women. Because you can genuinely see with the interaction, this is a genuine crush. She may not like or be in love with the woman, but she definitely has a crush on Adriana. From when she was jealous about, um, when she was jealous about, um, what's his name, Jason? The guy at the gallery and the guy that they went to buy the car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was jealous about um, Adriana bringing him and she was kind of hiding under the guise of, oh, it's my wife's show. Why would you do this? You're not even doing what you're supposed to do. She lying. She was just sure. mad. Sure, that- lady. <laughs> She was just mad that she came with a date. Um, and then even at her party, she literally touched her breast and was talking about her cleavage right in front of Martina. I said, ah. <laughs> But you know what? Mean? I like, I kind of like seeing it because I think we haven't really been exposed to like queer, dy- like queer, queer dynamics in relationships. You know what I mean? Especially True. on the housewives. It's usually just like, she's the first lesbian housewife. Yeah. So I think, I think probably that's what Bravo was going for when they picked her. And because Julia's not that interesting. If I'm being honest with you, Julia's not that interesting. But by virtue of her being married to a woman, there's something different that she brings. And even the dynamics, it's my wife, it's not my husband, which is what we're used to. Or like he messes with girls on the low, like, you know, the Atlanta girls. So I am pretty much, I am enjoying that a lot and seeing and thinking about like, ooh, like, is Martina going to be okay with it? Is it like a, like, because now you think, is it like a lesbian thing? Is it like a yeah. thing? It, 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 it changes the dynamics. And like, I, you know, there's so many missed opportunities with the house, the real housewives sometimes. And I think we're now really getting into the, uh, what you might call, under the surface of those things. Yeah. So it'd be nice to see who like the next, um, the next housewife, queer housewife would be. Yeah. Like, will she be from, because yeah. even with friends we've always gotten like on the low type things like you know candy and maybe <laughs> after bolo tanya but we've never gotten someone who's actually like full on. or like full-on like i am queer and i'm a friend or i'm a cast member so i hear that i wonder if it's gonna be fabulous because obviously martina wasn't healthy about the foot massage so I wonder how she'll feel about the game and the lip sync. Is she just going to be able to be like, okay, it was just a game? Or is it going to be like, ah? This I personally think she won't mind as long as it's not Adriana. I think it being Adriana is like, would be, because there's an emotional component to it being yeah. Lisa, I think it would just be like a hookup. You know what I mean? It would just be, not even a hookup, it would just be a kiss. I don't, the way Lisa moves about her man, please. I do she not. Play. She don't play about him. Mm-mm. She's like, like, Play with your pussy hole. Don't play with me. <laughs> Don't play with me. I'm a man. Nope. Like that's my man, and I must stand beside him. So it's interesting to see. You see, the, it just brings a different kind of dynamic. The girls can kind of kiss on camera, and they're fine kissing on camera. So it's just fresh, and we've never really seen it, and I love it. And it's Miami. Like in my head, that's what happens in Miami. Miami, it's true. I can't lie. It's really made me want to go to Miami. Like I've, I've always had like cities in the U.S. I've wanted to visit. So I've always wanted to see New York, um, Atlanta, D.C., mostly East Coast, to be honest. I'm not really crazy about the West Coast. Obviously, if I went to the West Coast, it would be L.A., but I'm not really, like, because what would you do in L.A.? Like, to go on a tour where they show you, that's where Beyonce lives. <laughs> I'm not going to see the kids, though. I'm not going to see my niece. I'm not going to see her, so. So unless I am going to, like, a Beyonce concert on the West Coast, I really could skip it. But now I think I want to see Miami as well. Miami. My friend um, goes there because she lives in Orlando, and she always says. Who, Jackie? 
Yeah, she says Miami is a good time, especially like in her like uni years. Now not so much because it's like, but like back in uni or college or whatever, she was like, yo, it's a vibe out there for real. Yeah, you can see, you can see that like there's clearly something that we're all missing out on in Miami. Uh, but I think generally Peacock for now seems to be clearly more progressive. Like I mean, when you think of Ultimate Girls Trip, if you think about now Miami, so I'm now actually really keen to see what else peacock does bring to the table because bravo seems to be quite like traditional sticking to what they've been doing no changes no i'm stick beside peacock i'm sorry so yeah for now i'm like peacock right now is giving me the vibes because even if you look at the cast photo for um miami it's just so different they're sitting down there's different poses it's just like i know that's fucking right it's so as, as opposed to, like, the formal Real Housewives on ball gowns, you're all, see, like, standing or, you know, some sitting, some standing. Like, I mean, I love it. I think when it comes to maybe, like, the Black franchises, which we watch, Potomac Atlanta, it does look nice like that. But it is also nice to see them, you know, step outside the box, shake it up a bit, do different things. I hope, um, I know they're filming the reunion later this thing, this month. So I'm worried that we are pretty much getting to the end of it. I was surprised when Portia, when this episode of Portia, it's like on the season finale of Portia. Uh, I'm like, oh, so, but remember the spinoffs are never really long. Because I remember one of Candy's ones also wasn't really long. And Portia and Dennis, when they had this, it also wasn't long. Um, I can also only imagine all the commotion that happened during filming probably would have also then motivated them to be like, all right, let's wrap this up. Like, you're done. Um, and even then, speaking of Portia's family matters. Um, just a disclaimer from me and both me and Anesu. Anesu, you can add your words onto this, but I can't lie. Watching the clips of the altercation that happened and even watching the show was really, really hard. I st- Honestly, I can't. I stopped watching, I think, episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw the previews for the fights and I'm just like, I don't know if I want to watch this and sully what I think about Portia and everything that's happened so far. Because I've been team Portia. Don't get me. I will never leave. I'll never join. Let me say I'll never join team Kenya. Uh-huh. I'll never join team Kenya. I'll always be. I'll, if I'm not team Portia, then I'm just silent. No no but way. it's definitely watching the episodes. And so because obviously we need to discuss it on the show today. Um, I don't feel good about discussing this i don't feel good about what's happened and even if you know i watched because i was telling her i don't want to watch it and then she's like no you have to watch it so i watched that fifth episode and yeah it did help a little bit and we can talk we'll get into it about who we feel was in the wrong and who caused things to go left but at the end of the day what happened happened and it's not a good look for Porsche. period at all i agree um i feel like it's so sad to have seen ah uh, she just did and you know in the beginning we we're like oh she's just not coming off well she's not coming off well but like we literally watch her like hit rock bottom like right before our eyes um i too was pretty over it i think the last episode i watched was three and then i left four for a while then i must have watched four like the other day um and then to the other day i was like 
like this is after this before the when I watched four was before the altercation clip came out. Um, and then we obviously had seen the um, allegations and stuff, and I was like, mm, I already haven't been feeling well about this show. I don't really know if I want to finish it. But I was like, you know what, just for the sake of like at least completing it, at, at least I already was thinking, okay, at least not as long as a full like Real Housewives franchise season. So I was like, okay, we should be nearing the end anyway. Let's just finish it and call it a day. But I also don't feel too great about it. And I think there's just, uh, where do I even begin? I think, okay, if I were to give so far, just not even like looking at it episode per episode, the one thing, um, <coughs> pardon me, I, I feared would happen. And I remember I mentioned this at the time that we watched the trailer. And I was like, I have a feeling that, or not I have a feeling, I hope that um, some of, you know, the people that are brought onto the show, including family members, aren't being brought on just for the sake of a show, right? Or just for the sake of it making sense that this is her family, this is this, this is that. And the more the episodes have played out and the more we've seen so much stuff, so much doesn't make sense. Like even Auntie Liz pointed out, like, who are these people? Like, I wouldn't be seen going anywhere with these people anyway um i can't tell who's a friend who's this who's this no one knows um even the dynamics that really bug me and even till now londi and porsche's dynamic and just londi as a person in porsche's life it really bugs me because you, no one can convince me that that girl genuinely likes her cousin nothing about it gives me that vibe and sure enough in episode was it five or six she ended up coming and saying yeah five she ended up coming and saying yeah me and push have never really been able to get along and we've never been friends we've just been cousins and i think this goes back to what i said to you i think it was episode one or two where she called push's mom's side of the family country bumpkins and i remember being like cool sometimes you know somebody may in actual fact probably be a little bit more you know in inverted commas country or more ghetto hood whatever you want to call it but to come on national TV and say that is mind-blowing to me, especially because you didn't say, you know, oh, they, you call them country bumpkins. There isn't a positive way of receiving that. There isn't a positive way of saying it that it means what it means. It's not nice. And fine, cool, she comes from obviously her dad's side of the family, which probably would, would have had more money given that he was a civil rights, you know, icon, this, that, and the third. But just to come and say that on TV. And then it showed in everything else that happened after her and Lauren stealing the robe and wanting to lie about it. And the her and Lauren trying to protect Dennis in some cases, like, oh, but you know, Porsche will lose her mind. Let me know this. If something happened and find I may be more cautious about how my sister or my cousin is going to react and it's to do with her ex, I'm still going to pull her aside. Even if I find a second to tell the producers, this is serious, stop rolling. I need to tell her this maybe so that that lessens the way she'll react. Rather that than not saying anything at all and saying, oh, but you know how she'll react. Londi had already said, I'm not saying anything. I'm not telling Portia anything. And that's her cousin. But Lauren eventually pulled her aside and I'm like, but whose side are you on? And then now again in episode five, it's revealed that, okay, she used to work for Dennis. So now it's like, okay, so this whole time, Who's who's wait, Londi didn't use to work for Dennis. Stone did. Londi did as well. Doing what? I think she was an assistant. And then apparently she was saying how um Dennis started acting weird. So did you watch when they went to the tequila thing? I thought I thought Storm said that. No. Did you watch the tequila part? Yeah, when it was 
when they were playing the Lauren, game. Lauren W, I think. Yeah, Lauren W, Dennis, Londi, and Dom. Mm. When they were playing that game, one of the final questions Londi asked is, so Dennis, why did you fire me? No, no, he was commenting on how Storm was fired. And she said, yeah, but she sure did fire me though. And then she took her shot. Then Dennis, I don't know if he was gone off the lake or he wanted to rile people up or start some shit. He said, you know why? You know why? Portia told me to. And then you see Londi's face like, oh. So in her confessional, she explains that, okay, she used to be Dennis's assistant, but then there came a point, like, the lines were blurred, and she was asking Dennis, like, okay, am I your assistant now, or am I Portia's assistant? Because she said she started doing more stuff for Portia. That's when Portia was pregnant, I think. Then um, she then asked Dennis, like, okay, it seems like you're cutting my hours, but, like, what's happening? Not even hours, I need to make more money, what's going on? And he ended up saying, like, well, you know what, you can leave. Then that's how he find her. But now he's now revealed that it was Portia. So I don't know if that's gonna come up now in the final episode, this time with her. But like, even with that being put out there, it now begs the question: like, okay, so is the way you were acting because you still felt like, well, Portia and I aren't really friends anyway, and me and Dennis were cool. Is that why you tend to behave the way you do? Because it always tends to seem like she has more of a friendship with Dennis or she'll think more about how Dennis is going to react to something or laugh about things that normally, if that's just your cousin's ex and you know the situation is as volatile as it is, you wouldn't just take these things lying down or you wouldn't just laugh about things. You may not, you know, tussle or start some shit, but you wouldn't necessarily do things that are on his side. Do you know what I mean? And I think now that that was revealed, it was like, hmm. But again, all of this is to say, when you just look at the dynamics throughout the show, I just don't think she anticipated it going this way. And that's because I think with a lot of the people and a lot of the interactions, they weren't genuine. These aren't people that normally on a normal day mix. So when you do that, you put cameras rolling and now there's a lot of triggers for different people. It's a recipe for disaster. On top of the fact that you within yourself have not done a lot of healing and a lot of work and it's literally being put on front street for all of us to see. Such that post altercation, post everything, now that she's admitting, you know, at that last dinner scene when um, Dennis is gone, Mama Gina is gone, a bunch of other people aren't there as well. Um, when she's now crying and opening up and admitting that obviously she had a lot of unresolved, it almost comes like it's a little too late. Like you, you can't pull it back now because we've seen too much and it went too far for us to view any differently. It, it went too far. But I will say, I don't think she had anything to do with things going left at the dinner. So that's honestly, Londi, I do get what you mean about all the points you raised. Londi does seem to have issues with Portia and she does seem to have underhanded ways of dealing with them and not even dealing with them, but just stuff like little shots that she takes maybe at Portia. And it's like, why would you do that to your cousin if you are, if you truly are concerned about you guys having a positive relationship? Like, wouldn't you just have her back? I don't know. I would have my cousins back publicly, but then G check you, you know, as long as I don't look crazy and then G check you, when we're it's just the two of us. So I don't understand what's going on with that dynamic. Um, but I don't know. The thing of them sorting their relationship, I don't think she had anything to do with the altercation. Honestly, the people who I think are on the in suspect list are Dennis, his ma- <laughs> Dennis and his sluts and his mother. <laughs> his bitch ass mother. Think- this week, I will not stop saying Dennis and his sluts and his mother. 
Um, is it Don or Dom? Dom, I think. Him as well. Portia, obviously. Storm. Dennis. Yeah, like I think those are the people who I think we could put. Oh on yeah, the- no, I wasn't saying Londy actually had anything to do with the fight. I think it was oh. also Portia. Um, she didn't really come across well, but yeah, hey. And again, even Dom, all of these things, I just feel like there's a lot of unresolved issues. Like if the Tulsa got as, as bad as it did, Portia still had unresolved issues. Because I think Portia, obviously understandably so, holds a lot of resentment towards, I think Simon pointed out that it's more so resentment. And I think maybe if you put it that way, maybe that's why we've all been mistaking it for, oh, she still cares, she still cares, she still cares. She might still care a little bit, but I think she... She's more, yeah, she's more angry and resentful still more than anything. And I think that resentment isn't only for Dennis. It also spills over to Mama Gina because I think she probably thought like from the beginning, Mama Gina's obviously always felt away. Then now your son's done something. And that's one thing about Mama Gina. She wants to to, to be controlling of everyone but her own damn child. She doesn't want to hold him accountable. Right? She, she wants to comment on everybody else, but not her God-given she can't take any of the smoke that anyone has for her, but and, she has smoke for everybody for everyone else. else. And even the smoke she has for everyone else, the situation will involve Dennis and she'll point fingers at somebody else and not her child. It's the same as um, that scene where it actually started kicking off when Portia said, you're not going to speak to my cousin that way. I, 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 heard, saying, I um, heard that though. I heard, I heard, no, like, as in, I got where Portia was coming from. <laughs> absolutely don't speak to her like that and even if that situation the issue i had is right the issue was brought up again about the cheating and dennis having the girl yeah dennis is speaking mama gina goes oh can we just move on like why does this keep coming up and i'm like one that's something that's generally traumatic traumatic and i think that's what annoys me so much about oh, mama gina yeah. that she speaks as though she's not a woman this lady was pregnant while being cheated on by your son and then your son proceeded to hire the woman he cheated on her with what do you mean why don't we just move on then dennis is talking about the situation and mama gina's like can we just move on storm is like yo but your son is the one talking about it dennis turns dumb 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 whatever his name is he bring it like i think i'm not saying the whole altercation (laughs) he did bring the topic up and then Dennis, so he brought the topic up. Then Dennis said, Storm, can you shut the fuck up? No, before, no, no, no. Dennis didn't say that. What happened is Dom Don brought it up. Yeah. Portia started to speak on it and commented, right? Calm, everyone is still calm. Everyone is still calm. But what I'm saying is, he gathered the firewood. He may not have lit that. No, no, no. Dom lit that shit up. He he gathered the firewood all in one place. And he said, But my issue was, Portia comments calmly, Dennis starts to reply, right? While Dennis is speaking, that's when Mama Gina goes, can we let it go, can we stop? But at this point, Dennis is the only one still continuing the conversation. Storm highlighted that, kind of you're speaking to us. Turn to Dennis and tell him, yo, can we let it go? Dennis is the one who's still speaking. Yeah, he's the only one who's And which was valid. And Dennis turns around and acts like somebody done... I don't even know what. Yo, Storm, can you shut up? Mama Gina is here now also speaking. And it's like, but this is the thing. She does this time and time again. Who was the person speaking in the room at that time? You keep saying, oh, nobody wants to let this go. Nobody wants to let this go. Fine, Dom, Don did bring it up. But in that moment, if you really wanted people to stop, 
why don't you turn to the only person speaking and saying, okay, babes, let's let it go. Let's leave it alone. We don't need to keep coming back to this. No. Instead, you're looking elsewhere while your son is still speaking. Dom Don may have started it, but she could have ended it with Dennis, but she doesn't want to hold him accountable. And that's the issue that I have that Not even a little bit. why for me, I'll always be quite alarmed um, obviously, we're not going to know about the allegations. Well, we'll see how everything unfolds because it's probably going to be put on the internet. But it's alarming yeah. to me how Dennis acts in a way that, like, he's trying to discredit Storm at any possible chance he gets, even when she's not directly addressing him. Even if she's passing the smaller thing, his biggest or his first go-to is to be like. Storm, shut up. She don't even know what she's talking about. She's disrespectful. She needs to remember that she's, she's just a little kid. Storm is a grown-ass woman. Let's stop acting like this is PJ. Let it go. Him and Mama, <laughs> Mama Gina have this whole, ah, uh, she's such a kid. And Ms. Darling was even like, that's a grown-ass woman. Dennis is here saying you're part of the problem. You're this. Here. No. But Dennis, I feel like he acts as though he's, he's, he's out to prove that she's silly, she's a child, she doesn't know what she's talking about, she has to respect, da, 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 da. same, same as, yeah, and same as even when he was having the conversation um, when they were doing the tequila tasting, she's a liar, she's a liar, she's a this, she's a that, fine, cool, we're humans, everybody might tell a lie every now and again, but the rim that he has to be like, she's a liar, she's a liar, she's a liar, she's a liar, he doesn't have that for anyone else. Even Mama Gina, when she's making up stuff for the sake of agenda, you're not saying she's a liar, she's a liar, she's a liar. And I think it's quite alarming to me because then when the allegations then came out, it's like, you've pushed this narrative that she's a liar for so long that you know that people are going to look at it sideways when she says something about this. And I think that's what's so sad that even Londi and everybody else are trying to make it seem like, mm, like, what's the tension? There's something going on there to the point that when Storm ended up obviously telling the public or whatever she had to point out that guys gonna i'm lesbian so this story or this narrative we're trying to paint that oh i'm mad i was upset it doesn't make sense and i think for me something that will always be alarming is that you guys pushes your cousin fine lauren and dom don you guys were just assistants you guys are more likely to believe dennis after what he did to Portia live O beyond before what you believe about storm because of your personal feelings because when londi spoke about her personal issues with storm they stem from high school because she felt like she doesn't have respect i watched this little girl grow up and look at the way she talks it's really it's hostile and sometimes i feel like it just strikes me as people who sometimes let me not speak on everyone's culture there's certain <laughs> african cultures that like you get this whole, I'm older, you have to speak to me with respect. And they don't care if they're right, if they're wrong, but I watched you grow up, you're little, how dare you speak to me this way? And that's the energy that Londi gives. And because Storm won't give her that, she has an issue with every little thing Storm does. And that's why it's easy for her to be like, mm, she a liar, she a this, she a that. Because even to this day, she her version, her recollection of that um, initial argument on the first night and she was getting involved in something she doesn't even know just to kiss ass. When yeah. she simply commented on the information that was presented the same way everybody else at that table did. But Londi didn't have that same reaction for everybody else but Storm. And it's quite alarming to me that she would rather put her personal feelings forward before what common sense and logic should tell you. And that's why I'm like, the, from the beginning, I told you this, this babe 
has the nastiest vibes. Something in me, one thing about me, my bad vibes meter be tingling. People are all okay. Like, I mean, no, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is strange, honestly. Even the whole everyone's reaction to like the allegations of um Dennis, you know, sexually assaulting um Storm. It's kind of like y'all don't give a shit. Okay. Like that's your cousin though. So I mean, it's clear to me. I mean, it's unclear to me actually. Sometimes Portia falls on her mother's side, other times she falls on her father's side. It's just regardless, like it just makes it harder to watch because either way, Portia's gonna look bad. She's gonna look bad either when it comes to Dennis, she's gonna look like she misses Dennis, or she's gonna look like she doesn't love Simon, or she's gonna look like she's a WWE wrestler, or she's gonna look like she's like she's just always gonna come off bad. Yeah. I think that's the sad thing about this show that we all went in thinking, ooh, redemption. redemption. We're gonna that Dennis and um, I mean Simon and Simon and Portia work, and that Dennis is okay with it, and then everything's kumbaya. I've, I've not even seen one episode of that from the beginning. It's just been either I've been thinking mm, Portia still love Dennis. Or Dennis still love Portia, or Simon and Portia don't love each other. Like it's just never been. I've never really had a positive thought as a result of this show. So I don't think it's doing what it was meant to do. But that's just me, child. Yeah, and I think it's quite sad because we all saw that Mother's Day picture last year, and so by the time we the spin-off, we thought, okay, we're not going to see how these dynamics really work whole time. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is what was happening behind closed doors and i think even the allegations presented this one again takes me back to mama gina it's not her fault that these things have happened at all but this is why i'm like this is why it's important like for you to actually hold people accountable because for so long throughout the show even when she came well she featured on Portia and dennis and then also real housewives she just never seems to hold her child accountable. Like in her head, it's like, he can do no wrong. And it's like, that's not the case, you know? And I obviously know that things will be edited a certain kind of way. So we never really saw how, um, what every, like, to be honest, forget edit. That tussle was so chaotic that like, one minute you're seeing this arm, you're seeing this arm, you're seeing a foot here, you're seeing glass here, you're seeing this being thrown here. So no one knows what part who had to play and who said what. Um, but I would I would really sincerely hope that she already looks bad, but she must have had a reason to call Miss Mama Gina Dennis's bitch ass mother. Like <laughs> surely there's something. Um, and even that within itself, like we discussed, I think if it gets to the point where you and your child's grandmother are, have that kind of relationship and it's playing out on TV, like you're calling her out her name. This is not your age mate. This is, not, you know, this is not your friend on the playground. Um, it's bad. The fact that it's already gotten to that point, it's so bad. Um, at the very least, all I will say is um, I didn't like the fact that everyone's it seemed online that people had, in terms of the fight, people had more energy towards Portia than anybody else. And from what I could see and from what was being said, to me, it looked like she went off because she didn't like the fact that they put hands on Storm. Even her being as, um, 
how can I describe it as, you know, she was in a state basically when she was, you know, screaming and kicking and stuff. And her main thing was he put his hands on my family. He put his hands on my family. He put his hands on my family. That was it. You know, obviously people had other things to say, like maybe it was more so because of the slats or the girl or the this or the that. But I think at the very main principle, because we saw her literally try to remove Storm and say, you're not going to speak to her like that. So I think that was genuinely her priority. And I think by the time it got to that point where he continued to speak to her crazy and then went on to put hands on her, she obviously saw red. And I just... I'm glad that at the very least, that's what brought her to tussle. It wasn't like, oh, I heard you saw, you brought a girl like, ha, and then she threw a glass of water or something. You know, at, at least it was because of that. Um, but that got so ugly. I really don't see how they can come back from it. And remember we were speaking about how it would be nice to see, um, obviously the dynamic with, this show and we were hoping that you know she would come off well and it would be redemption and then her potentially go back on housewives now i don't know how she would be able to go on housewives and her not be looked at a certain way because like that tweet was talking about no matter how bad or whatever bad she did the fact that there are people who are like oh me not having even watched that show but liking every negative tweet. like there are already so many people who just hate her or don't like her so i just don't see how she could go back on housewives and have an ultimately positive experience, especially, unfortunately, now that her ops, your Kenya Moors, your Marlo Hamptons have seen this, they're gonna have everything to say about it. So I just don't know if she could really ever go back. She'll probably have to take a while. Like you see how Sheree took a break, then came back. It would really have to be that, in my opinion. Me, I've said the way I want it to happen, Nini and Portia should come back the same season. So if I was to build my own like preference for cast, I would like it to be Nini, Sheree, Portia, and then, I don't know, maybe Kenya, not Candy. I don't know who else that leaves. I don't know the new people. Maybe Marlo. I don't know the new people. But, you know, when they do like a kind of re refresh, reboot, re something, revamp, revamp. It's called a revamp. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean. It's not a good look on Portia. She looks crazy as hell. No matter what... Um, the way it's been edited, it does make it look like Portia is some kind of way. And, but I will say to counter your argument about her taking Storm out. Yes, I agree. She did work to take Storm out of the situation to calm down and de-escalate what was happening. But at the end of the day, she still got irate. Like for someone who we've seen, like if this was anybody else, I'd give you, I'd hear what you said and I'd give you the benefit of the doubt. But for someone who, for someone who we've seen in multiple physical altercations and we've seen in the situation more than once, it does beg the question that has Portia actually learned from the things she says she's learned from the thing, like someone said, Portia has a history of saying she was provoked into getting physical with someone. And you know what? I think if at some point any of these altercations Maybe the person swung on her first. I'd hear that. But in all these situations, no one ever swung on. Um, I don't know if Dennis, I'll need to ask this again, but I think she swung on Dennis. I don't think I think I don't think Dennis swung on her. No, I think Dennis, whatever, I don't know if he swung on or whatever he did to Storm, and she saw it and then she swung on Dennis because she didn't like what she saw. But at the end of the day, because we couldn't see him swinging at Storm 
it makes it look but you know editing and i don't know if there was a camera there but at the end of the day Porsche still looks bad yeah that's my point Porsche still looks bad and and at the end of the day it kind of makes it look like Porsche keeps being in this situation we keep changing the person keep changing the person Porsche is the constant and it begs the question has Porsche learned from this and I am starting to lean towards saying no. You can give people the benefit of that as much as you want, but I'm not sure if she deserves it as much anymore. Um, and yet, I can't lie, this episode, as well as just the series as a whole, has kind of changed my outlook on Portia. Um, I, you know me, going into this, I love Portia. I like Portia, I'm a Portia stan, but it's kind of make me look at her like, girl you're not what you say you are much with Monique and maybe this is my flaw that I tend to go for you know these people who end up looking crazy or whatever <laughs> but I'm having deja vu again <laughs> now with first Monique now Portia it's like could I have been wrong I sh- surely I couldn't surely I couldn't but um it's different from where you, I know the person I like is bad vibes like Mia you know me I don't give a shit what you think about me and Mia I love Mia, but with Portia now, there's literally evidence. It's evidence. Like Mia, it's just things that happen and your opinion, my opinion. But this is evidence that we've looked at. You've looked at it. I've looked at it. Everybody can look at it and form their opinion. So uh, it's not a good look. And like you said, I don't know how she makes her way back to the housewives. And it will need to be, I think she'll need to spend a few years off the camera, at least maybe a year and a half at least so I don't expect to see her on till for like another two seasons I would say because what are they like, what are they filming they're filming they're filming season 14 for mm, oh, are they filming 13 they're filming, 14, uh, 14. they're filming 14 they're filming 14 yeah yes um, I thought maybe, like a maybe 16 but I think maybe 15, because think about it, 15 is like a, a good old round number. They might want to do a bit bigger. Because also remember, Nini's not being considered back for this season. So maybe next season maybe they'll consider her back. They'll, do, they'll get the gang back together. Maybe we can have a Phaedra appearance. Because obviously if she's doing Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, I don't even know if that's the name. But yeah. that thing, season two, then maybe you know she's open to being in front of a camera again so even if she's back in some capacity well, back on the show because i know she's done other reality shows before this one anyway so i don't think being by the camera isn't a problem it's probably the cast whether it should be received well because i do think like people say time heals because now if phaedra had come back immediately after that that season it would have been the block would have been too hot people would have been too afraid to like associate with her but now um, it have there having been a break, Apollo's moved on, she moved on, she's dated, broken up, this, that, the third, like she's had time, you know, and it's enough for us to be like, you know what, it was unfortunate, but which is like that's just life. It's the same as cancel culture for the most part, obviously, depending on the situation. After a while, people kind of move on because there's other things to think about. So I do think, yeah, Portia could take a season out. She could sit the season out. <laughs> she could. She could sit, she could sit, you know, she could sit down quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, focus on her wedding, her newlywed life, the stand the third, and then maybe... Focus next- on what's important to her. You know, because that was a hot mess, but I guess we'll see what the finale holds. 
and hopefully it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, not that there's much that they could do to turn the situation around now. There's not much <laughs> else they could do. I mean, she looks bad. She looks bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm not optimistic. I think <laughs> the damage has been done already in any case. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm not totally, you know... But ah, you never know with these people, you actually never know. It's so unpredictable, that's the thing. But it's a new year, new year, new show. Whoop, whoop. Um, this actually stumbled upon my screen literally by surprise. Like I was bored, you know, been isolating for what feels like 50, 11 years. Yeah, I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this bitch praying on my downfall. <laughs> I'm not praying on your downfall. It's just funny to think about that you've been isolated for 50 Larry years, child. Time. And so I went onto Mr. Wilper me and then I saw that there's a new show. And it's funny because there's a time I said at the I was saying this to my friend just maybe last year about selling sunset. Because I think selling sunset, obviously all of us discovered it like. I think the first lockdown and we saw that they had actually like two seasons out already. Um, but I remember being like, was it one? Was it one? Okay. So we saw that obviously these seasons were out and it was like, okay, cool, real estate. And I remember um, a few years back, there was a time I used to see like million dollar listing and they used to have like a New York franchise, I think an LA one as well. And there was another show that was on VH1 as well. And it was called Love and Listings. And this one was more like obviously black, but they had like, I think two seasons only. And then for some reason, they haven't said whether it's been like renewed for a third season. I don't know what's happened, but even that one is pretty interesting. But with that one, again, it had uh predominantly i guess black and latino in fact that one was more diverse to be fair it was in la um suge knight's son was on it there was a bunch of different people on there as well <laughs> look at your face you said suge knight like you were just saying any old person like mm, yeah you know Beyonce. <laughs> suge knight yeah suge knight. that man needs to be looked at like <laughs> i know you ain't talking about suge knight his son was on the show um, as one of like the younger cast members like still trying to get his license and then he got it and whatever but like those basically different cast members and I remember at the time being like okay maybe reality TV like what's this real estate reality TV is on the rise but I was like whatever but because it got cancelled and even million dollar um, I think it's million dollar listing I think that's what it was called and then this one the VH1 on love and listing got scrapped i was like mm, i don't know but lo and behold we have selling temper now and now there's this new show um and it's on the oprah winfrey network but obviously all the episodes if you're streaming you'll find them on mrworldpremier.tv and it's called ladies who list and this one is atlanta i don't think there's another franchise but i think they just put that in the title so maybe they there are hopes of there being like different cities being added but um I saw this and I was like, well, what, 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 why not try yet another reality, real estate reality TV show? Um, it's obviously a predominantly, for now I've only seen Black, so I guess it's an all-Black cast. So I was like, let's see this and see if it's going to be a step up from Selling Tampa. Because Selling Tampa, as much as it was good for the movement, the culture, great, they have their own. <clears throat> it missed the mark in a number of different ways. 
So I kind of convinced Leo to watch this. And so this is probably going to be our new show for the next few weeks. Um, hopefully you guys get into it as well. Um, this one obviously is going to be a week by week one, unlike how we do Selling Tampa. So it should be interesting. At least it's not like we're going to get over it or get through it in one episode. But that being said, Leo, how did you find the first episode of Ladies Who List Atlanta? Tell me your thoughts. I ain't like it. You like it? You ain't like no, it? No, I, I think because the focus was on someone, I like on people I didn't like. Like, I just think the episode, I don't know if it was like the first episode thing or this is how the show is going to be set up, but there were just people I didn't like. Like, the light, uh, Robin, and like Robin. I don't like Robin. I think I did express to Ennis that there's a way in which she responds to people that I don't really appreciate. I think if you are in the works, your workplace, and I don't know if I forgot her name, the the Crystal. full lady. Crystal? Yeah. Um, if she's her supervisor, but regardless, she's her colleague at the very least. Um, threatening, like saying I'm about to like thingy champagne in your face. I mean, obviously, how many people drink champagne at work? But I thought it was very inappropriate. Um, I was like, what? <laughs> and like it 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 reinforced certain stereotypes that I think maybe selling Tampa was cautious to avoid. Um, did it though? Somebody did it avoid, avoid those stereotypes? Because to me, the the lack of professionalism and that was prevalent in selling Tampa and this is obviously no different. Yeah, it's no different, but I think no one, th- like obviously, yeah, there was um, that's that in Miami. There was that altercation in Miami. Well, and no one really hit each other. But I think, like I said, if I'm watching a show about you being professional, I do not expect, like, I can't suspend my belief to the point where I think it's okay for someone to threaten to beat up their colleague. Like, maybe it's just how I am. Like I said, even with selling Tampa, maybe it's just how I am at work. I don't see a situation which I'd be so pissed off. I'd threaten or I'd say or I'd do whatever where I'm saying I'm going to hit you. Mm-hmm. What? Um, so I didn't really like, her she was a bit aggressive I don't know if I can say aggressive she just she was a bit combative even when people weren't saying anything crazy to her like I was like all she said was I mean she was a bit the other lady was a bit I don't know she was working on her last nerve I got the sense that she was working because they're friends when she they're friends friends. yeah that ain't your friend girl but okay Uh, like how she was like oh you triggered it's a bit it's a bit patronizing and I could see why someone could get angry but I think she's not Robin is not very good at maintaining her you know yeah. like at work like throwing hands should be the least of your worries you know what I mean yeah then um I think I didn't like Kiana I think that's Kiana why don't you like Kiana? What she do to you? I don't know. I think when I clocked that she had too much filler in her cheeks. I, I, <laughs> like I looked at her. I kept looking at her. I'm like, what is it about your face that like there's something off about her face? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, she just the them cheekbones is high as hell. What and if then, she just has high cheekbones? Like like 50 cent. 50 cent got some high ass cheekbones. You guys been giving her no filler allegations? I have. Oh. Well, not publicly, 
but <laughs> privately i made comments to my friends and said 50 cent 50 cent look crazy um on ultimate girls trip um yeah her name kiana kiana mm-hmm. kiana just looked she looked, <laughs> looked bust up she looked toe up but clearly she has money because i'm seeing the bags she's running around with um and like just some of the issues i mean i'm still getting into the premise of the show as a whole so maybe i'm judging it pretty prematurely quickly yeah um but I'm, i was just like what what but I, what i did say to anisu um by a text i did say um i like that this gets more into um the dynamics of selling a house that you know there's a closing attorney there's a what there's a what there's a what and with selling Tampa and selling sunset we're kind of just used to oh i'm a realtor and then you kind of think is that it yeah it's went to escrow okay it's done the deal is done is it literally it whereas um well at least selling Tampa had like an office manager i don't know if there's an office manager in sunset but um it's nice to see that there's more to the process and um yeah it's nice to see that i did enjoy that part of it and i hope maybe we get to see more of that but then again i did say if they don't have in-house lawyers they don't have it you can't force people to have lawyers they don't have um but i don't know the jury's still out on that show um so i will will watch i'll watch i'll watch i'll watch the episodes you tell me to watch Mm -hmm. but um for the moment i'm confused i can say that with con with a mild level of confidence i'm confused by the show i'm intrigued to find out more about the dynamics but um yeah it's still selling tempo over this sorry you said this might i don't know if you said it is or it might be better but i'm still um, selling tempo over this i think for me why for now obviously it's only been one ep- one episode but I think for, for now, it's still definitely this overselling Tampa. Um, only because I feel like this one didn't just episode one, boom, there's this happening. There's this. And I think one thing that I noticed when I was watching this one, um, I don't know if you got the same thing. I wasn't feeling like it was scripted. Selling Tampa did better than Sunset, but it wasn't as bad as uh, this this one wasn't giving me as much in my opinion that's that's just how i feel about it i feel like um to we know how reality tv works it's always going to be scripted there's going to be some sort of scripture there's going to be some do like this do like this place but yeah you know the people obviously knowing each other maybe from social media this this that and the third and then because obviously this one unlike selling tampa and sunset where they all work together like as in one office i think this is basically leading up to that so i remember when i was watching initially i was like okay these ones work here these ones work here she's trying to robin is trying to have this lunch thing where everyone is involved and she brings so i'm guessing the her trying to bring them together and create what seems like it's like a an allure realty type situation or an open and type situation that's going to be how all of the women basically link um so again obviously where it's episode one you kind of have to wait for it to pick up but i just felt like this basically was giving me what selling tampa was supposed to be i think they still have the common well obviously we've only seen how robin and Robin and Crystal engage because they're the ones who at the moment work together. 
So we've seen that between the two of them, they are friends, they work together, but they lack professionalism. They are more so engaging like they're friends. And I got what Crystal was saying as in, okay, calm down, please respect my office. That makes total sense and it's valid. Um, I think I I don't want to say, okay, I'm going to have to say, I think maybe it's a black people thing. Um, and maybe more so like a women or a black femme thing where we aren't always in a lot of spaces. So I think in times where you work with or whether you go to school with or you cross paths with, you end up trying to build the sisterhood because of maybe past experiences. Maybe in school, there weren't always that many black people. Maybe in a different job, there weren't always that many black people. So you end up- Atlanta. Huh? I mean, or you're talking about generally. No, generally. Oh, cause I'm thinking <laughs> it's no, Atlanta, bro. I mean, generally. Surely. But I feel like that's where sometimes it's like the, like, you know, the feminine urge, like there's this urge to sometimes try and sis your way through life or your way through things when you're surrounded by black women. And I think in that moment, Robin was giving me that vibe where she was like, I'm like, don't make me throw this drink in your face. Like, you're kind of forgetting that, yes, you're working fine. That's your friend. But I think probably that is the issue. And we pointed this out with, um, um, in fact, you know what? Let me correct myself. I think it's more so, more so a situation where you build friendships in the workplace or you start work with your friends. There ends up being blurred lines and a lack of boundaries. But I think sometimes in the Black community, we are a little bit more comfortable than non-Black communities. Does that make sense? So even if you go to Selling Sunset, some of them were friends. Taken Point, um, Jason and Mary, they were exes, they were friends, even Amanda and Jason. And some of the other people in the office, that was a constant thing that like, you can see Jason's favoritism to towards Mary. You can see how Jason is a little bit more lenient towards Amanda, where if somebody else was doing the same things Amanda was doing, whether it's the lateness, whether it's her not being on job, he wouldn't have been as kind or as forgiving. So I think that's generally something that comes with working with friends or building some sort of a friendship that it's easy for lines to get blurred and for boundaries to not really be set in place. Selling Tampa was no different. We saw that as well. So I think this is obviously naturally not going to be any different because it's, it's a human thing. But obviously, Robin, like you said, and I agree, did take it too far. Um, but I will also say from my observation, Crystal does give me mean girl vibes and condescending vibes. Um, like you said, I, and I agree that Robin does get really worked up and really triggered by things, but I think the delivery matters, especially if someone is your friend. Like I was saying to you when we were having the conversation and text, you could literally be triggered by something. And even if you're in the wrong or you're in the right, but you're still triggered, none of us as your friends are going to be like, you're triggered, you're triggered, you're triggered, you're triggered. My therapist wouldn't even speak to me like that. So I don't know why she feels it's okay to speak to Robin like that, especially given that they're supposed to be friends as well. I just don't think it's okay for a friend to basically invalidate your feelings and say that, especially because given the conversation in the office, Robin did try to point out to her that the whole sandbox thing, that's something I came to you and said, and now it seems or it feels like you're weaponizing it. Um, if she had put it in a different way, like, okay, do you think you'll be able to get along with, with, you know, with these ladies since you've said in the past, you kind of worry or have concerns about, you know, your relations with other women, or do you feel like, okay, you're going to pat it in. Just the delivery 
even if it was the same question, just posed differently, it would have made a huge difference. And I think even when they met up in the park, her refusal and even, I hate, I don't know if you like this, I hate when I'm having a conversation with someone about something that's serious and they think it's fine to scoff or laugh um, while I'm trying to express how I feel about something and you're there busy laughing. I don't, not that I don't care. I understand people have different reactions and maybe sometimes you're feeling awkward or uneasy. But even now that I'm pointing out to you mid-conversation that babes, I don't appreciate that you're laughing or scoffing while I'm trying to speak to you. And you continue doing it. I mean, like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Robin, Robin. And it wasn't lost on me, like the opinions that the Crystal Girl had on some of the other women. They seem baseless. Mm, I need to check out her vibe. I don't really know if I if I take to her. Oh, why? Mm, I don't know. You don't know these people. You haven't. It would be different if you're like, mm, I saw the way that they engaged with this person. I wasn't a fan of, or they they did this. Even the people who come and say something like, oh, she wants to get this to my friend, and I don't something. Her opinions are quite baseless, and yet she was in that moment when she was speaking with Robin about starting, you know, the enterprise or the company and like, she was already ready to be like, mm, I don't know, I think I still need to feel it out. But the way everything else progressed within the show, even the way they present their storylines, it just doesn't seem as messy and all over the place as selling Tampa or selling Sunset. I feel like there's going to be mess and they're going to tussle, but the way it's presented is not the same. I don't know if it's because obviously these women don't work in the same office, so it doesn't feel as all over the place as selling Tampa would have been or, you know, and like you said, one thing that really stands out for me is the fact that there seems like there's going to be a bigger focus on the actual real estate aspect of this show, okay? this person sells this, this person sells this, like you said, there's a closing agent, there's a this, there's a that. Obviously, it's episode one, so we have to wait and see. But most of Selling Tampa, when you actually look at everything that happened, most of it was to do with the drama of the office dynamics. Same as the last two seasons of Selling Sunset. Most of it was to do about how much they hate Christine and she, she didn't invite them here and then she did this and then this happened and then Mary is getting a favor from Jason. And what are you selling? You know what I mean? And you know how we've commented about selling Sunset, how a lot of the time it just seems so scripted. And even selling Tampa in some of the moments um, that you watched, it was like, bruh. <laughs> Bruh, and we obviously spoke about maybe, you know, not maybe, Selling Tampa clearly had a fraction of the budget that Sunset got or gets. Um, but you can still see the difference between the way this show is executed and the way Selling Tampa, they did Selling Tampa dirty. Netflix did them dirty. True, 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 true. But I mean, also we're comparing apples and oranges because think about it, we're talking, like I said, we're talking about a season, in, a show in its, fourth season as a political show in its first i'm sure if we went back and watched season one objectively that would be a better comparison with um selling time for season one but also you never really know like i'm sure that there were some you know there were some black dynamics at hand and they were just like child please and they got a fraction of the budget um i don't know i'm gonna have to just again disagree with you i still think i out of the three I still think I enjoyed Selling Tampa probably the most. Um, I thought it was more organic. This one, I think, obviously, there's the 
added dynamic that they don't all work together. So that's like, ooh, that's a different um, vibe. And it will be interesting to see how it actually works and what, you know, what, how it, how the storylines play out, like how they were fighting for the same listing, I think, in this episode. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, it just didn't capture my attention. Maybe it could even be um, the houses, like even the houses, I was like, they weren't like, I know Atlanta has big mansions and stuff. They weren't looking at the creme de la creme of Atlanta. I know Atlanta has big houses. They just, it seems they, there's a cap on like the houses they look at. And I thought the houses were more interesting in Tampa and um, Selling Sunset, but also it's a different show. It's a different network. So there's just always going to be a different vibe as well to it. Um, I'm going to give it a, a sorry. <laughs> Let me say that again. <sighs> I'm going to give it a chance and see, you know, how far I get with it. If it's one of those things where I throw my laptop away and say, I'm never watching this again. Anisu just has terrible recommendations. But I think for now, I'm curious. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't like a lot of the cast of other shows. Like Setting Sunset, I tell you guys all the time, there's very few likable people on Setting Sunset. Even Christine, it's not even that I like her. I think it's either tolerating or she just kind of shines a bit better than the others, but yeah. they're all kind of, I think they're all trashy people, if I'm being honest. Um, Tampa, there's interesting things under, you know, under the wraps, what's her name is dating. Um, Chad, and you know, we've, if you have been a basketball wife stand from the jump, you will know Chad. <laughs> you will know. <laughs> you know who that man is. And I think also, I think he had a reality show. If, in my head, I can it remember. Did, it did. I remember it used to be on Vuzu, but I don't remember. Dating oh. wasn't it? Wasn't he looking like for a girlfriend or wife or something? Yeah. Like the bachelor. I think in he my head, I can imagine. One flavor of love type thing, but just not as trashy. Child, you cannot. Flavor of love is in a category of it. We should do that. We should. We should actually do a throwback <laughs> where we watch. Oh, flavor of love. We should. That, that would be, that would be fun. Because <laughs> I love what's her name, Tiffany iconic but i think we'll probably get in and th- and clock her for her bad vibes yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing sometimes when you go back and rewatch something you actually realize how bad vibes people and it kind of <coughs> you oh sorry i was looking <laughs> i really tried to mute that i really did try to mute that i'm so sorry okay babes <laughs> um yes yeah, oh! oh! lady is terrible she no, she's actually her. horrible. And now that I watch back and I'm like, that's disgusting. But at the time, yeah. I don't know if I was just young. And I remember, I specifically remember when I was young, my mom used to hate it um, when my sister and I wanted to watch America's Next Top Model. And I never used to get it. I was like, you a hater. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And now I'm like, she I was think- probably catching on while the rest of us were just aloof. Like, I, I don't remember it being this bad. I think because of like the positive stuff that Tyra represents or does, you kind of thought that Tyra was a good person or that, you know what, she can't be a horrible person. But because um, I remember the one where there were the paparazzi pictures of her in that bikini and then she yeah. came out in the same bikini. That was really cool. And you're like, whoa, she's so confident. I've never met anybody this confident. Wow. And it's also because the Tyra show at the time was on. So that was decent propaganda or PR 
for her because she was decent on the show. But now even when I watch some of the clips, like the one she gave everyone in the audience free Vaseline, I'm like, ah, girl, what? That, I, I sent you a video of one of her interviews. Like, and even how, I think, I don't know if I believe, I'm trying to, I'm, I've been trying to think back about the Tyra Naomi thing. And I think back then I really did think Naomi was bad vibes. I think yeah, it was- all of us did though. All of us were like, oh my god! Like the way it was made out to seem. Even when you think about it, the fact that Tyra on her show brought Naomi out so she could try and get Naomi to apologize. So and I was like, is this lady okay? Like she's not grand. But I didn't- now now the older I am and I'm like, mm, I think Naomi might have been right. I think Tyra imagined a lot of this in her head or. Because she thought whatever she thought of Naomi, she just kind of assumed that. Yeah, it was beef. And it's on site, it's beef. Um, and yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if like our parents had this, but like it's interesting going back and thinking about all the things you watched and all the things that were happening while you were a kid and rewatching them, but with the lens of an adult with formed opinion, with informed opinions, with all the things you maybe didn't have as a kid where it's just you watch it and honestly you just watch you wouldn't really think much of it after that you wouldn't think wow my conf- this person has now given me a bit more confidence or impacted my confidence or you've thought oh wow you really diminished this person's confidence like watching um america's next top model that was squid game that was basically squid game no honestly <laughs> ah, terrible but it's interesting going back and watching with an older lens i agree because i had the same thing when i watched ugly Betty and now the older I am and I'm like I know Wilhelmina was a villain but like that conversation we had can you imagine working so hard for years and this one boy just comes through because of nepotism as in while he's on the job he visibly and very evidently doesn't know what he's doing all because and you would also hate Betty because you know if you know that Betty is the reason why he can do his job you would hate Betty or you would try to steal Betty and sway her to your side it's you it's because of you 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 are my problem sis like when i count my problems i count you twice <laughs> honestly because if betty wasn't there daniel would set himself up to fail soon enough or quick enough for Wilhelmina to be put in that position yes you don't hear my villain arguments you really don't but i'm guys i'm working on her and every day i talk about blanca <laughs> blanca and um Electra. Electra, and i will one day one day you will see what you know what as much as i i feel like i i can't i i can't back a lecture fully only because guys season one lecture was a villain ah! i wouldn't say a villain ah! <laughs> season one lecture was a villain but i can also admit that like as time went on some of the things i was just like blanca's kumbaya heal the world like attitude sometimes it felt like not this isn't the time for this ma'am shooters call the shooters we gotta uh, ride out at sunrise like ma'am that's the one thing i would say about blanca sometimes and her favoritism huh and her favoritism yeah yeah oh yeah yeah that wasn't nice at all like it was really crap how she treated um what's the name Happy? her name angel angel Mm. how she treated angel differently from the rest of Everyone them else, just and she- there was there was no reason why angel deserved better i mean yes maybe angel was older than them 
But aside from that, she only did that because she was the only daughter. Because remember how she took her out to eat and kept saying, like, one day when I'm done, like, you will be house mother. And I think in her head, she was like, well, I don't have any other daughters. So if she leaves, who's going to take over? But she still gave her one too many chances. She made it very clear to the others that, okay, Angel is clearly like the favorite. Like, Angel can do no wrong in her eyes. And that was a mess. But maybe it's because. That's not she never got from Electra. That's you know it's a trauma response, and so she kind of feels like she has to. And because we're in the same house as well, anyway, in the house of Evangelista. Was it abundance? It's abundance. Electra abundance. It's abundance. Oh, guys, that just every every house Electra was in just sounded so opulent and sexy. The house of abundance, which is the one that Candy and Thingy started. The house of ferocity. Yeah, ferocity. Lulu ferocity. That's true. Um, the house, and then there was the house of Win- Winter, wasn't there? The house, of, house. Oh, of- that's um, the one. Then there was the house of Khan. Um, in season three, uh, the house of Evangelista. We need to do a pose recap one day. Yeah, but I think. For me, that's everything I've had to say about the shows we've watched this week. Same for me. I'm excited to see what episode two of Women Who List Atlanta goes. I honestly think, I think it's going to be good. I hope they don't let me down, boy. <laughs> but that's it for me as well. Um. So from me, Leo, I'm going to sign out. And for me, let's see. Bye, guys. Till next week. Don't forget to follow us and use the hashtag r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d join the conversation hate on us whatever but follow us on social media use the hashtag talk to us conversate let us know what's your thoughts what you want to see us talk about what you thought about what thought that kind of stuff and (laughs) we'll be back next week bye guys bye